Hello and welcome to the Holy Smokes podcast. <laughs> that was hard. Was that hard to get because out? Because I okay almost there? went the Holy <laughs> Pokes Sobcast. Smodcast. Yeah. <laughs> too, so too much effort. How how long have you been doing this now, dude? Actually, is it epi- six it's, episodes. It's episode six. I mean, but like, think about it. That's a month and a half. Yeah, it's a month and That's a half crazy. of recording. That's crazy. Yeah, and consistently every week. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so like, I mean, sort of on that, like, first of all, thank you to everyone who has put up with us and continued to listen to us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, big shout out. There was a, um, uh, a brother in Christ uh, from Dude Catholic who gave us some amazing feedback about how to be better and and, and even just people off to the side that I've talked to. And I know people mm-hmm. have talked to Nate and given them given us tons of feedback we're trying to get better you know and we're trying to figure out who we are as a podcast so definitely thank you for sticking with us and, and thank you for taking this journey with us we really really appreciate it yeah it's i was nate it's funny because like um I, I was telling you earlier like all i see when we're recording is so for for those listening i see nate right now drinking a glass of whiskey Mm-mm. Because we're FaceTiming, because we're remote, we're we're in separate parts of California, yeah. and then I see my microphone in front of me. That's all I see when we're recording. Uh-huh. So when someone comes to me and is like, "Hey, man, I listened to your podcast," yeah. I'm like, "Ah, oh, there was someone someone else on the end of that microphone. Yeah, who heard the words that we were saying. Yeah, um, I was talking. Um, I was talking to my friend Lila uh, the other day, and she listens to it too. Um, we, we we hi Lila, thank you for listening. Yeah, and she's she's like. Um. So you uh you you brought me up in the last podcast. I was like, oh yeah, I did. She's like, so uh, when do I get like my uh my Twitter swag? And I was all like, um, <laughs> in like four to six weeks or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like that. it's like, in the it's in the post. Yeah, you'll get your uh content creator uh swag soon. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been uh it's been pretty cool. I, and I got it like a couple text messages too. And yeah. then somebody asked. Yeah, and- somebody asked me like. So, like, what do you use as far as, like, your equipment and your software? And I, I was all like, um, uh, honestly, it's just a mixed jumble of things. I tried to, like, explain yeah. it, and I was like, um, <laughs> I don't know, just Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then, like, also, I've been listening, just because, like, I'm trying to understand what's out there already, I'm, like, listening to, like, other folks' podcasts mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I just want to give a quick shout out to um, to our brother in Christ Aldrin. And ah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, and the mi micast.net is that what it is? Yeah. The yeah, and so he suggested that I make a Tennessee mule tonight. So mm-hmm. I got all the I got all the ingredients, and I I think I did it justice. Hopefully, it's good. I, I don't know. I, I, it's not a regular that I would make, but you didn't say it with you, confidence. <laughs> you said it's good <laughs> I, I you know i don't have the right glass I, I need a highball glass and i didn't have enough ice so i probably didn't make it right so uh, maybe i should get all the like the proper stuff before i do a proper judgment on it maybe anyways uh what are we talking about today nate oh, oh, oh. oh i caught you mid-sip sorry sorry <laughs> um I, I am i'm having a uh what am I having? 
a drink. I'm having a drink. <laughs> I, I am. I am not drunk. I know that I can remember this. <laughs> um, I'm having. Uh, no, no, no. It's a, a whiskey cider. Um, nice. Because it is still freezing cold and it's good to have warm. So I like burned a little like cedar stick and kind of coated the outside mm-hmm. and then uh, warmed up the whiskey cider and it's nice. So it's like an actual whiskey cider. Yeah, it's um, Jack Daniels, their uh, whiskey cider. Uh, I got it a couple of years ago as a gift. And ah, it's pretty good. I see. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, you know, I thought it'd be cool to, um, and actually I asked you not what you were having, but what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I'm listening. So I good. swear that I'm listening to you. Just because I'm not looking at you doesn't mean I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to ed- edit this out. Nah. All right. Anyways, um, so what are we talking about? So, um, to kind of piggyback off of um, one of our previous topics, we were uh, just talking about how we met and uh, our experience with youth ministry. And um, one thing that we kind of got was um, our experience with youth ministry and um, kind of what, you know, how that all happened and what were some things that like were really successful and what didn't work. Um, in, a, in a talk that I gave uh, a, a few weeks back, um, I, I was talking to the uh, to the students and to the people that you that attend the the group and kind of shared some of the their struggles that they had with their youth ministry and I was like oh like yeah me too mm-hmm. like I, I I totally uh, had the same things and so I thought it'd be um, kind of a good idea to I guess continue that story and talk about um, youth ministry and what you know what was really really good for us and and what what worked, what didn't, and um, sure. all of that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So actually, and and maybe I, maybe I do know, but how did you get started in youth ministry? Um. Well, okay. Uh-oh. So so kind of like back <laughs> like backstory a little bit without going it like too much into detail. But like, so I didn't. I did not grow up in in the church. Like I didn't grow up going to mass i wasn't really raised catholic i was baptized i was baptized but that was literally Mm -hmm. it until i was like i think 19 19 younger 18 it might have been 18 um and so i had no other sacraments except for baptism and how i kind of got involved was uh through college because um Mm -hmm. college uh i had like i had an enormous amount of breaks in between classes and so i i just kind of <laughs> met people on those breaks uh mm-hmm. while like i was like i had class with some people and then we would all hang out in between breaks because we had like classes like two hours later and um I, one of them uh, i met a friend through a classmate uh who she was um she was catholic right um mm-hmm. and Mm-hmm. Um, like not to say that I didn't get involved because of a girl, but I kind of did get involved because of a girl, and so, uh. <laughs> um, so I did, and um, like through her, I met um a lot of people, like 
at church because she was like, hey, like, you should go to mass. And I was like, what? And I, I, I ended up going. Uh, she kind of encouraged me to go. That's how I met a lot of people that were involved in the uh-huh. youth ministry. So, like, becoming friends with them and they were really encouraging. They weren't like, oh, you need to go to church or you need to go to our youth group. They were like, yeah. You need Jesus. Yeah, they're like, you need Jesus in your <laughs> life. Uh, you're a sinner. <laughs> it wasn't like that at all. It was more like, yeah, whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready and whenever you want to come, like where our doors are always open, we're here every Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was um, it was fine, you know. And mm-hmm. after getting to to know them and and spending time with them and learning, you know, the faith by going to the youth group, I think that it really helped me appreciate like more about the mass and the eucharist and all the sacraments so like it's kind of like how i got involved i just kept going and going and going every week and before i knew it i was um, an active member of the of the youth ministry and being in charge of uh different different parts of it and you know that's how like you and i met through youth ministry so and then from there it just came you know a whole bunch of other yeah. things like doing retreats yeah. and talks and all kinds of things right right and so like stopping there right like so we had met and i was already sort of i mean i'm gonna say quote involved right. in youth ministry yeah. right so by the time we had met you'd already been involved for a while mm-hmm. in youth ministry mm-hmm. and um sort of yeah, it's funny because like your <laughs> Your story of like, hey, I got involved in church because of a girl, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's pretty common, actually. Is it? Is it very common? Because I I feel really yeah. bad mentioning <laughs> no, it. No, 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 no. And, and you know, it's just it's just it's a beautiful thing to know that our Lord y- uses various means to draw us closer to Him, and like, and like, and that's just how it works sometimes. Uh, not the same story as me per se at the very beginning. So like. Um, I started in youth ministry. Really, I, it started with me, and I was um, I was going. I was at college already, and um, a friend of mine who I was taking a, a class with, she actually happened also to be going to the same parish that I grew up in, and she she knew that I was Catholic, and she said to me, um, "Hey, uh, I'm helping out with this." Uh, um, retreat do you want to help uh-huh. and i had always remembered from when i was in catechism that the retreats were the best part right like because they were just so fun and like there were games and like you actually like it was like it was just enjoyable although like at the start it was like very kind of dull and boring and you didn't want to be there or you had to pretend like you yeah, didn't yeah. so like you were cool um and then from there like it was sort of like then after that they were like hey like this retreat team should really make another youth group. Mm-hmm. This was in the same parish that yeah, yeah. we were both attending. Oh, yeah. And then from there, we, we that's how I started in this youth group right. specifically. We sort of made, we, we started that youth group there. Um, and I was sort of there, I mean, very superficially. I, my, my, my particular spirituality hadn't deepened yet, but it was my wife now, mm-hmm. Anne, who had uh, sort of invited me to another retreat and sort of invited me to this Eucharistic Congress. And, and that's how, like, it sort of took off from there. Like, I she, I went to this retreat, 
<clears throat> found this super deep um, reverence in the way that mass was celebrated and the way that communion was received and all those things. And like from there, my involvement in youth ministry sort of went on to the fast track. Mm -hmm. Like I started reading books. I started going to mass as often as I could. I started doing like anything that I could to be involved with youth ministry. And, and then from there it just sort of took off. So, yeah. and that's when you and I met right. when, when at that point. Yeah. Cause I remember when I saw, or like I knew that you were attending the treat and I was all like, Oh shoot. Like, <laughs> all right it's yeah. good. like it, like it's about to get real right now because like i had been going to the retreats for a while so like i already knew what was like i already knew you know like they can get really really deep and yeah. i think that really like that like those retreats really like helped a lot of people to like deepen their their spirituality or at least take it yeah seriously mm -hmm. and i remember when i found out you were going i was like oh shoot like this is it like it's <laughs> this is this is it and um yeah I, I think i think at the end of it i was like there was just there was just something there was like this notable change that yeah i like it, it seemed like your outlook shifted yeah i think what it, what had really happened there is up until that moment, up until that retreat, it was um, it was believe twenty uh, two thousand seven or two thousand six. It was a Eucharistic Youth Cong Congress, and up until then, I had not realized that it was Jesus truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. Right. And I was in adoration, and I, it's like I met our Lord for the first time in the Eucharist, and that's I think really what changed me, and really what put me on fire for the faith and I wanted people to know that and so yeah. that's what really like jettisoned me into like youth ministry I wanted to like I wanted people who I was just like two years away from I, yeah. I, like, I was like hey guys like I just met Jesus come meet Jesus right you know what right I mean? right like, that's what it was sort of about I think I saw you crying in the adoration chapel like I moment. hate the fact that you just I, said that right I now think, and it's like... gonna be so hard to edit because like there's so much going on I think I saw I that because I was still there because I, I was on I was doing like uh hours and yeah. I I think when I walked You're in literally the worst <laughs> I was no no that was like that was an awesome moment I was in my in my head I was like yes oh like, my I, 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 I was happy because like, like got him yeah, yeah i was like i was like he knows now like like there's no reason <laughs> that anybody cries in here for that like no other reason mm -hmm, at this mm -hmm. point in time in the retreat like he he yeah. he realized it and it's something that we all realize at some point from coming out of these retreats specifically that we're, yeah. we're before like the throne of god almighty himself mm -hmm. and that's that is a, a, a life-changing thing. And so I, I guess to kind of talk about what worked or like what we found successful in youth ministry. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, and, and I think that that's like one of it is like genuine, authentic prayer. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and so like, so sort of speaking to that, right? Like up until that point, Youth ministry for me had always been sort of like, hey, let's get the youth into a room and show, to, show them that our faith is exciting. That the, tr like, that our, f like, let's defend our faith. Mm -hmm. That was literally what I was thinking. Let's defend our faith because they're, they're out there and, like, the faith is being attacked. 
and um, you know, like when really like placed in front of our Lord, like no one was like at that in that chapel. And I hate the fact that you mentioned it because it was <laughs> such an intimate, such an intimate moment for me. <laughs> like I was, I was like there was no no one was talking. It was completely silent in that chapel, and I'd only gone down there because I couldn't sleep. Uh-huh. It was like it was like nine ten o'clock at night yeah. almost and and like it was a day uh-huh. a whole day of, of of like retreat and so i went down to the chapel and like i just remember saying like all right like uh, jesus like they're saying that you're there like i've been catholic my whole life right you really haven't like i, I don't like i haven't seen you there yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like just something in my heart was like just like like I couldn't, it, it wasn't even words. Right. right. He just like, he just like made himself known. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times we think that it's like noise and fun and games and all of these things that will bring the youth to our Lord. Mm-hmm. When really, like, you know, even in Scripture, like, we have we have um, thunder and earthquake and like all these sounds and our lord isn't in them but in right. the slightest whisper that's the voice of the lord and it was jeremiah wasn't it was it jeremiah I think so. uh who fell to his face after hearing just the whisper of our mm-hmm. lord right and so uh, one of the i guess like going back piggybacking on nate like one of the tips that we would have i mean for youth ministries, it isn't all fun and games. Right. It's great that we do that. Yeah, Saint John absolutely. Bosco, who we yeah, talked about definitely. three weeks ago, he's he was about that, but he was also about meeting our Lord mm-hmm. in the Eucharist. Yeah, and that's that's key. Not not just praying, which is good. It is good to pray. Yep. If if you're going to incorporate prayer in a, in a youth group or youth ministry, an absolute must. But having Having it known that the Eucharist is the source and summit of not just the Christian life, as the Catechism says, but also as the youth ministry there, that that yeah. is so so very important. And um, I remember, and the reason why I brought up that moment that you had is because we actually—I uh, don't know if you remember this—but we asked you to share that on a couple of occasions. Hmm. as a test. I do remember now. <laughs> and we we didn't we we weren't really comfortable asking that unless we were like 100% sure like if he was like if you were going to be okay with it. But seeing right. seeing that 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 shift in in the attitude towards the Eucharist because then we started to see you going to mass like every day. Every day after yeah. and, and that oh was gosh. like we were like okay like like the Lord is really working through this guy right here right now right right in front of our eyes and it was it was like uh like for us it was uh um i, I like i don't want to say like a miracle because i don't want to make it like he was so far gone no no no. but like it's just, i was pretty far gone though i don't know okay maybe i didn't know but like it's something that that saint don bosco does says does say about the eucharist you know um you know trust all things into the eucharist and may help of christians and you will see miracles and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that was a thing and we were like okay yeah. this is this is really incredible stuff and for for us having the the eucharist at the um at the center of of our lives really really does make a difference because you can't get yeah. much better than that 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, so for, for you folks out there who are involved in youth ministry, who have kids in youth ministry, mm-hmm. who are aspiring maybe to be involved in youth ministry, maybe a youth minister yourself, maybe a priest mm-hmm. who is in charge of a youth group, you know, um, uh, it's always intimidating. <clears throat> and actually, it's even scary to consider like a sacramental life within the youth right. ministry because it's like, Oh, that they, they might not get it. It's boring. It'll turn them off. Um, but, uh, I think that like you would be surprised, yeah. you would be surprised at the introduction of a sacramental life to youth today in our, in our age, how well they would respond mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely. And, and yeah. it's one of those two, like, like trust, trust in the grace Mm-hmm. That that God will will give them that that understanding in in what these mysteries are and what the sacraments yeah. are, um, because for for us, um, you know, it, it it was a strange thing for me to see for the first time, like going to church, uh, like a bunch of people my age going to mm-hmm. mass and receiving communion like that like d- during a weekday not even like on a sunday yeah. like on a weekday that was so strange to me but it from mm-hmm. there you can really see that there was a a eucharistic lifestyle but then when i started talking about the other sacraments i was like oh no like this they're living a sacramental lifestyle they're incorporating everything it's not just one and you can't really separate the others you know you can't separate right. them out and um, really having a sacramental lifestyle makes a huge, huge difference. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that when, when that is present, there is a true presence of God and Jesus in the, in the youth group. And that's what people are looking for. They're looking for something that they're, that, that they are not finding in the world that were yeah. maybe they, they're trying to, I don't say like escape from the world, but they are looking for God and right. being able to distinguish the world from you know from everything else is is very important like one thing i see like a common pitfall is like oh well let's incorporate you know the things that they like and the things of the world into the youth group and it's like yes okay to a certain degree like if you want to do like music praise songs worship songs like that that's fine but you can't it can't just be all that it can't be like an hour and a half of singing and music it can't be that because then you miss the 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 deeper level spiritual side of it where god speaks in the silence of our hearts yeah and, and i mean it really speaks to the fact that like it's easy to excite the the lower the lower appetites right, right? the lower emotions but our lord like wants us to to praise him fully not only with our lower appetites with our passions and our emotions but with our intellect and our reason right. and our will and all those things that are part of the our upper faculties. So finding a blend of where we can excite the youth, but also catechize in a meaningful mm-hmm. way the youth. Yeah. Because another thing, another pitfall that I've seen is like, sure, we'll excite the youth and we'll, we'll try to catechize the right. youth. But you have to meet them where they're at still. True. <laughs> like, like yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. going to like lecture them for an hour. no. No, no, no. Right? No. Nobody so wants they're, that. They're... At a group. <laughs> like, I don't want that. They don't want that. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, there's places for that. 
and um, but like for example, doing a youth group talk and saying, yeah, so uh, as part of this youth group talk, I want to talk about the hypostatic union of our Lord and <laughs> and try to get like super theological. Yeah, like that's not meeting them where they're at, right? right? And even our Lord doesn't do that. Our Lord spoke to you know spoke to those around him in parables exactly so that they exactly. could understand his message yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it, it is definitely you know knowing who your audience is but just knowing that okay well i'm not gonna blow them away because then i just might turn them away altogether you know you really have to yeah. approach it in a way where they can understand um and also so that it is relatable and applicable to their life while not watering down the the teachings of the church you want to stay true and authentic to that um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but don't but also don't make it too um like too too simple because you don't want to assume that they cannot understand or grasp deep concepts right you know? and that is a common that's that's sort of the opposite right. right the opposite extreme right one of the common pitfalls again is uh, uh in that same vein is like making dumbing down things or making things watering down things because you're afraid the youth just won't understand it right an example of this is mass yeah right Right. like the uh the idea that the um that youth might think mass is boring so let's do something to make it exciting for them right when in fact the youth aren't looking for something that's not boring right what they're looking for and what every person strives for but in particular in their in teenagers in their time they're stri- they're looking for something authentic yeah they're looking for something real mm. right and so when you dress up the mass into something that's not what it's meant to be or something right. less than it's meant to be right we're cheating them right we're cheating them out of the experiencing exactly. the lord in the way that the way that i experienced him and the way that you've experienced mm. him in adoration and in mass yeah like you you kind of sell them short yeah you know and they're capable of so much. They are. They are. Don't un- don't don't underestimate how much they can they can really understand. And don't underestimate the grace of God and how it can work in yeah. in people. So Nate, we just talked about just to kind of recap because it sort of all just blurred in together. But we, I, I think we sort of drew out two very important things yeah. that we should definitely recall first. So basically we just sort of flowed into like, Hey, youth ministry tips, here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so tip number one was, Hey, include a sacramental life. Yes. Right. Incorporate the sacraments in the life of the uh, life of the youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, the danger here though, we, we also should underline is not only the life of the youth group, but the life of those involved as well. Like the the, right. the leadership, if there's a leadership there, exactly. that is probably most important because yes. you can't expect them to live it out if you are not living it out also. Right, right. And it's the easiest way. Do you want to talk about the easiest way of ministry burnout is to not have that sacramental yeah. life. Yep. Right. So living a sacramental life within the youth group and also leadership especially should be living it out. Mm-hmm. Whether or not the actual youth group is doing it shouldn't stop the leaders themselves from um, going to confession regularly, mm-hmm. attending mass and receiving communion as often as possible. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing we said is sort of um, to not dumb it down right. and to meet them where they're at 
and to to provide them with uh, with a good sort of medium and not just try to excite the senses, but like mm-hmm. engage them intellectually. Yeah. Any other tips you have, Nate? Um, yeah, there there is definitely a sociability part of it. Uh, is that a word? Uh, being social. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> being social. I, I know that this was like one of the things where I, I was not the best at with um, with a lot. Um, but I, I... What do you mean? Like, like being able social? to like mingle with people that I didn't mm-hmm. know. Right. But mm-hmm. I do remember one thing that that kind of made up for that or that helped is um like having that sacramental life also did mean that sometimes like we would all like um like hey we're all gonna go to confession who wants to come and you know we would all like go take trips like to the like to church and go to confession and then we would go to mass and like those i guess like those kinds of car rides and then like getting food afterwards and things like that like really did help to build up those relationships um because it it let us like open up and um and just talk and get to know each other and you know a a lot of that does come with you know sharing like you know struggles and things that you've you know things that you've done well at um you know Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things are are very very helpful so being able to you know build those relationships um you know with with each other and with everybody in the youth um, yeah. is, is very, very important, I think. Yeah. And I mean, um, I, I fully recognize that not everyone listening will come from uh, the same sort of uh, family ecosystem mm-hmm. that most of the youth that we've encountered are exposed to. Yeah. Uh, like, but it, it were the experience that we've had is most, most youth, not to say both, a majority of youth who who came to us, ourselves included, came from broken homes. Yeah. Right? From And when I say broken homes, I'm not just talking about single parents. I'm just right. talking about there's just some, there's something in their home that weighs down on them mm-hmm. that really doesn't allow them to connect with their family on a spiritual, emotional, maybe even relationship level. Mm-hmm. Not to say that youth group should be a replacement for that. No. But youth group can be an excellent outlet for that need mm-hmm. in a way that you receive what you can grace-wise and and catechesis-wise to bring that home and to directly impact your home. Right. So those connections that you're making, it's really in essence, and what we've always tried for in any of the youth ministry things that we've done, isn't just to, to get a group of people together, but to really create a sense of community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's something that a good youth group will strive for. It isn't just saying, "Hey, let's meet every, once a week," but it's, "Hey, let's really try to encourage each other daily mm-hmm. in our in our strive for holiness, for sanctity." Mm-hmm. So yes, let's invite every everyone to go to adoration on Wednesday. Right. Yes, there is confession on Friday or Saturday. Right. Maybe we should all try to go. Mm-hmm. Who needs a ride? Right. Things like that. Yeah. Um, sort of, (laughs) um, I think another, another tip is that, um, it's so easy, I think, Nate, for us to, and even, even now, Mm -hmm. it's so easy for us to kind of 
be used to the language that we use and sort of like our outlook mm. <clears throat> that we become very without even trying very kind of close-minded right or you know what i mean like we're not like in in that way we're sort of lack charity in like people who maybe don't share the the same opinion as us right and the, or the same sort of stance as us and we sort of like keep them at an arm's length right and really uh the best sort of evangelization in that sense is really to like be as welcoming as possible as charitable as possible mm-hmm. not not to um not to compromise the truth at all right but to not like be super elitist in that group as well yeah just because someone doesn't share the same view as you or share the same spirituality as you doesn't mean they can't you know hang out with you guys or come to your youth group or things like that right and it and that, that kind of falls into like just because you know some things about the faith doesn't mean that you know everything and i i've seen that happen a lot like i i will admit i was like that for for some time where i thought that i knew everything because i knew mm-hmm. only a few things and uh i started to realize how little that i actually knew um mm-hmm. but it yeah you, you want to be really careful with that because then it, it kind of you, you know you do kind of come off as holier than thou and yeah and and things like that and that that's not going to draw people in that's going to you know that's going to push people away and that's not going to build upon the community aspect that you're you're trying to work towards right yeah yeah um so quick sidebar sure uh nate and i we uh as part of our the youth group that we used to be in charge of uh together the lambs of christ um one of the things we used to do is uh uh, icebreakers Uh, icebreakers are a great way to kind of like obviously break the ice Mm -hmm. um it's funny nate because like uh pro tip to those who are involved in youth ministry those skills are so transferable in like the adult world Uh it's ridiculous yeah i had to do i had to do it today (laughs) for work actually and i had to for a group of adults yeah and i was like (laughs) that's so great oh shoot like okay i had to i had to rewind and think okay what could i do and and I started to have some ideas, and then it kind of grew into something else that I did instead. But like I felt more comfortable doing it because I had the experience from yeah. having to do icebreakers, which was my weakest like ability as a youth minister was the <laughs> icebreaker and activities. I cannot. Yeah. I, I even till this day, it's what I struggle That's with. So if I get like assigned something, I, I try really hard to shy away from it. I'm like. I'll do anything else. I'll do anything you want. Just not those things. Just don't please. make me do an icebreaker. Please don't make please. me do an icebreaker. Uh, we're just gonna do. Do you? We're just gonna, if if it's up to me, and if any of you have done youth ministry, heard of? Do you love your neighbor? That's what we did all the time. If it was up to me, I was like, that was that was the easiest one. Uh, people had fun with yeah. it, and yeah, 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 whatever. But yeah. So you're saying that your favorite icebreaker, just because it's the one you knew best, was do you? Love yeah, because it was easy. It was super easy. I, all I needed were chairs. That's so funny. Yeah. It's funny because I'm asking you that, and I like wanted to know what your favorite icebreaker was. I literally can't think of a, a, a good one for me. Uh-huh. Um, maybe the boat is sinking. I don't know. Do you know the boat is sinking? Oh, you have to. Where you have like, to get in groups of like. Yeah, oh, exactly. If you have like shoes, get into groups yeah. of five or something like that, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. like you yell, you yell out, "The boat is sinking!" Yeah, 
and then hopefully the youth who are engaged yell with how many people and yeah you're like with groups of two and then like they all pair up and then you make them ask a question right so anyways. and i was all like oh no i didn't find a boat oh well i'm out like <laughs> yeah oh sorry oh, i drowned <laughs> but um so let's just talk to the youth ministers right now for a little while and maybe just because i just said something and I, I really feel strongly about the fact that my experience in youth ministry has helped me to become overall, I think, a better husband, mm-hmm. right? Um, a better person. And I think it, it definitely has impacted my professional life. Like, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. There are so many advantages yeah, to like, participating in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. How do you think it's helped you? Talks. Being able to do talks for youth ministry prepared me so much to do trainings at work. <laughs> presentations mm-hmm. uh presentations in front of large crowds like in front of like mm-hmm. a bunch of employees presentations in front of district partners principals mm-hmm. uh i just had to do a bunch of webinars uh, all last week for all of our like all of our schools that we we partner with like it was being having like the confidence to speak in front of people helped out so much because i i remember i used to be so afraid to talk in front of people Really? You did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was real, real bad. For those of you guys who've never heard Nate do a talk, he's an excellent speaker. So if you guys ever want to book him uh, and see him get nervous, feel free. I'm just kidding. I don't know. If if you book me, (laughs) I require M&Ms, but only the red ones. Um, you know you can order that on online, right? Oh, well, then that's no fun. Do. It's not fun unless like somebody's gonna pick it out. I just want that. Just pick, 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 pick. Out. Yeah. Um, but um, like that, that um, always sticks out to me. So you're like, like basically public speaking skills, yep. or just like speaking skills mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, speaking and training yeah. skills definitely. Mm, yeah, I can agree with that. I think another thing that really helped helps it right now. Like, so I'm, <clears throat> uh, I'm sometimes in charge of like large initiatives or, or big projects at work. And what has helped me is, you know, in the past planning for retreats, the logistics, like oh, yeah. nine, nine o'clock, here's what we need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 10 o'clock, here's who in ch- who's in charge, here's what we need. Mm-hmm. And sort of thinking of the big picture of things in that way has really helped me to kind of practice that ability to have foresight into like what might be, what might be needed, mm-hmm, what might go mm-hmm. wrong, what might go right. Right. And like years of youth ministry, like sort of planning retreats and, and planning like, uh, you know, uh, catechism classes and things like that has paid dividends mm-hmm. in my day-to-day job right now. It's right. so, so clutch. Right. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been as successful as I am, like where I am with my career and my, in my organization, if it weren't for those skill sets that I gained while in youth ministry. So can I ask you something, Nate? Like, do you, on your resume, mm-hmm. do you put the, that experience on your resume? I haven't looked at it for a long time, but I know that when, I, I remember when I first started building my resume, I would put mm-hmm. that on there. Yeah. I, I, for yourself and for anyone listening, at speaking as someone who reviews resumes and does interviews, mm-hmm. put it on there. Yeah. I think it's such a big differ- differentiator. Um, like at the very least you'll get a, a like a raised eyebrow like hmm, that's mm-hmm. interesting yeah um but like if you if you like describe well what you're doing a lot of those things that you do within youth youth ministry are valuable yeah yeah in any role 
So, um, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I put it on there as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just pro tip. <laughs> All right. We should call yeah. this the pro tip co- uh, podcast. The pro tip <laughs> podcast. <laughs> writing that down. It might be what we title. We might, we might title <laughs> that. Uh, cool. Um, hey, so we're almost at time. I think yep. it's worthwhile to maybe discuss uh, something that's coming up in two weeks. Uh, yeah, Lent. Lens is coming up, so mark your calendars. Um, it is coming it's, up uh, on bu- 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 when, Wednesday, March sixth. Wednesday, March sixth starts off with Ash Wednesdays. Uh, so go on ahead and, well, yes, it's important to go get your ash- ashes, but if you can, go for communion too, because yes. <laughs> that is more important than the ashes. Yeah, uh, it's not even. I don't know if I should be saying this. It's not even. It's not a holy day of obligation, is it? No, it is not. not a holy day of obligation. Now, I'm not <laughs> saying don't go. Go, you should. But contrary to Nate popular, feels very passionate. I have. This. I have a lot of opinions. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna save this for that podcast because I have a lot to say about it. That's gonna be a rant. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be a long yeah. rant. But um, yeah. So we'll, we'll be talking about lent as um as we get closer yeah uh, promised for sure next week will be a entire episode around that and sort of what to expect maybe some brainstorming some ideas Mm -hmm. on what you should maybe uh think about for lent as far as penances or Mm -hmm. additional like uh pieties that you can probably take up right now is a great time to start planning it though do you know what i mean Uh, as a note as you start planning it remember Lent is not a self-help season in the sense that I'm going to lose 20 pounds during Lent because I need to look better, right? You need to look better by Easter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So just rather than that, sort of using as a guideline as you discern um, uh, would be like, hey, what can I do for, you know, God's greater glory and additional and and for penances and reparation for my sins or the sins Mm -hmm. of others and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, sort of on that note and kind of reversing back just a little bit um, if you do decide to do anything for Lent and also if you're involved in in youth ministry it's always good to have a spiritual director mm-hmm. someone to really kind of go to for spiritual advice and and to draw that from so if you don't have one yet we can talk about it in a later podcast but how to find a good spiritual director is definitely something that's yeah. pretty important for any for any catholic who's striving for the devout life right and i've gotten that question actually a few times uh last year i've gotten mm. that a few times what question specifically uh, how do how do i pick out a good spiritual director like i've gotten uh, people ask should... me that so yeah Dude, we should do. We should definitely talk about that. We should talk about like the spiritual directors we have, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then sort of how we kind of got there. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, so I think that's all I have. Anything else from you, Nate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's just about it. All right. Well, and uh, that's it for me too. So everyone, thank you for listening to the Holy Smokes. The Holy Smokes. Oh. <laughs> Cut. End it. Holy Smokes podcast. (laughs) Thanks, guys.